Let us open the worship of God this morning by turning to Psalm 45. Psalm 45. Our theme today from beginning to end is the unsearchable riches of the Lord Jesus Christ. It ought to be our favorite theme. And I pray that it will excite and convict all of us again. We want the Lord Jesus Christ to always be preeminent in our church, in this pulpit, in our lives, in our conversation, in our thoughts. And so I turn you to this psalm, this precious psalm, that is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. It is certainly one of the chief messianic psalms in the Bible. Before I read it to you, let me point out these things. First, if you have an Oxford or Cambridge Bible, King James Bible, or another Bible that has the translator's commentary, those words are the majesty and grace of Christ's kingdom. It may be at the top of the page. It may be just before the words or after the words, Psalm 45. After those words, you have what is called the title of the psalm. Those are not the words of the King James translators. They are the words of the Hebrew scribes. To the chief musician upon Shoshanim, for the sons of Korah, Maskel, a song of loves. This psalm is a song of loves. It is an abbreviation It is a condensation of the Song of Solomon. I want you to note about these 17 verses, these things. Verse 1 is an introduction, and it is a glorious one. This is the doctrine of inspiration because these thoughts came from God to David. My heart is indicting a good matter. My heart is dictating a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. This is the doctrine of inspiration. And what is inspired here for us is a 17-verse description of Jesus Christ's love for His church. In verse 17, we have a glorious conclusion. I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. And I hope that that is the reason that you are alive today. I hope that is the reason that motivates your soul, your thoughts, and your speech, that you will make His name to be remembered in all generations so that the people will praise Him forever and ever. In verses 2 through 7, the psalm has two parts. In verses 2 through 7, Jesus Christ is presented as the conquering, victorious, glorious, majestic Prince, King, for he is King of kings and Lord of lords. In verses 8 through 16, he is presented as the royal lover as he takes to himself a bride, which is the church of Christ. And she is clothed in special raiment of needlework. And the king, in verse 11, greatly desires her beauty. And he is thy Lord. This psalm is unlike the Song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon has marital advice for all of us who are married. Psalm 45 has no marital advice because it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Song of Solomon is about Solomon. Psalm 45 is not about Solomon at all. It's only about Christ. He is quoted, verses 6 and 7, are quoted in Hebrews chapter 1 by the Apostle Paul because they pertain to Jesus Christ and Him only. Song of Solomon refers to the church, but it is only the church here that is a bride. There was another woman, the lover and wife of Solomon, that is in the Song of Solomon. And so this short condensation is different in that there's no marital advice here. It's all spiritual glories. There's no Solomon present. There's only Christ present. There's no other woman present. It's only the church present. And it is quoted in the New Testament giving us the apostolic approval of our beloved brother Paul. In verse 2, The glory of Christ, thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore God hath blessed thee forever. These are the unsearchable riches of Christ. He is greater than all others that could ever be compared to Him. In verse 11, it is the love of Christ. So shall the King greatly desire thy beauty. O brethren, we have no beauty in ourselves, but He has made us beautiful by His own secured righteousness that clothes us. For He is thy Lord, and worship thou Him. And last of all, let me remind you of that conclusion, which ought to motivate all of us. I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. Would you stand with me, please, as I read to you Psalm 45. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore God hath blessed thee forever. Gird thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with thy glory and thy majesty. And in thy majesty ride prosperously, because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. Thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, whereby the people fall under thee. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made thee glad. King's daughters were among thy honorable women. Upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of Ophir. Hearken, O daughter, and consider, and incline thine ear. Forget also thine own people and thy father's house. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is thy Lord, and worship thou him. 
and the daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift. Even the rich among the people shall entreat thy favor. The king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. She shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins, her companions, that follow her shall be brought unto thee. With gladness and rejoicing shall they be brought. They shall enter into the king's palace. Instead of thy fathers shall be thy children, whom thou mayest make princes in all the earth. I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. Amen Amen. and amen. Let us pray. Our Holy Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. We thank Thee, Holy Father, that You have sent Your only begotten Son and delivered Him up for us all. And how shall You not also with Him freely give us all things? We thank Thee for the certainty of our victory over sin, death, the devil, and hell. We thank Thee for the certainty of our salvation and our adoption as your sons, as the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ, by your predestinating purpose in Him. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that we have Psalm 45, which is a dramatic song of love that should light our souls. We thank Thee for its enlightenment. We thank Thee for dictating the words, the good things about this King to its writer. Heavenly Father, this day stir us up that we would embrace the Lord Jesus Christ by faith, that we would run to Him and lay hold of Him by faith and love, that we would cast aside all competitors, that we would exalt Him, that we would reckon that we ought to give our lives a living sacrifice for Him who loved us and gave Himself for us. Heavenly Father, we pray for all assemblies of the saints this day who worship Thee in spirit and in truth. We pray for all those that call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity and in truth, that You will bless them with any blessing that we ask upon ourselves. O Lord, bless, establish, strengthen, lengthen, broaden Your kingdom in the earth that Jesus Christ might be glorified. Bless us in this assembly. Heavenly Father, we give Thee our souls. Come and take them, Lord Jesus, and bind them in fetters of love and draw us to Thee in loving kindness, lest we stray from the way of understanding into the congregation of the dead. Heavenly Father, let us not be like Laodicea that think ourselves rich in any capacity, but we are blind, but we are wretched, but we are naked without the Lord Jesus Christ. We open the door of this church. We open our individual doors and pray that the Son of God will come in and sup with us this day. Heavenly Father, by the power of the Holy Ghost, yea, the power of Pentecost, 
We pray that you would stir us up to love the Lord Jesus Christ, that we would see him high and lifted up upon his throne and his train filling the temple, that we would see him as Lord and Christ, as Peter declared him. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins, which are many. Forgive us our sinfulness, which is great. And have mercy upon our spiritual slothfulness and forgive us. O Lord, fill us with holy fire this day that we would love the Lord Jesus Christ and we would show it by our singing, our praying, our preaching, our hearing, our fellowship, and the Lord's table that we will observe at the end. O Father, be with us. We thank Thee for the nation in which we have been born. We thank Thee for our rulers as You have commanded us. And we pray for the peace of this Babylon, that we might have peace under her care as we serve Thee and seek to serve Thee in all godliness and honesty. Heavenly Father, for Your servants, that this day will open the Word of God, we pray that they will be faithful and that they will be mighty, that they will fear no faces of men, that they will rightly divide the Word of truth, and they will make it manifestly plain and speak it boldly, and that the word of the Lord might have free course and be glorified here and there for His honor and glory. We commit ourselves to Thee this day. We thank Thee that You have given us existence, that we might know Thee and Thy Son, Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. And it's in His name that we do pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated.